This world carries some pretty mixed messages. How do you sort out the facts from the fiction? Sometimes you just need the real scoop without the BS. Well, here we go. Welcome to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. Get ready for awareness, insight, and fun. Now, here are your hosts, Brad and Julie. Hey, Julie. Yes, Brad? I think we may have glossed over a piece of the better human experience. Glossed over? That doesn't sound like us at all. Hmm. Well, we didn't talk about the money. No, we didn't talk about the money. I seldom talk about the money. I guess thank goodness for today's guest. But Brad, before we get started, welcome to No BS Talk. Where there will be no BS. Because we definitely know BS. Hmm. Yes, we do. Well, before we get into that, I'd just like to say thank you to all the listeners everywhere in the world who are taking in No BS Talk here, there, and everywhere. Yes, thank you so much to our listeners. And of course, our sponsors. We've got Darcy from Outside the Box, mm -hmm. Kelly from doTERRA, Monica from Talbot Promotions, not to mention you and I, Brad. We each have our private practices that definitely support this I'm show. practicing a lot of things. Yes, privately, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we got one heck of a guest today. We certainly do. I'm so excited from what I understand. And I know this is a, a guest of yours, Brad. Mm. But from what I understand, he speaks my language, at least on the foundations of the better human experience. He absolutely does. Am I correct when I say that Duncan Rob Robinson, 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 co-wrote a book with Brian Tracy, among others, called Success Today, Common Sense but Uncommon Knowledge from Today's Leading Entrepreneurs and Professionals to Help You Lead an Extraordinary Life in Health, Wealth and Success. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big mouthful and a lot of interesting things to come i'm sure that's a hefty hefty title it sure is <laughs> it is it's a lot and, and and duncan is is not a hefty man physically okay but he is a hefty man in so many other ways with knowledge and and other things he's he's just got tons you of guys stuff should up. see the hand signals that brad is doing he's very into this subject right now well whenever you use a word awesome. like hefty the hands have to yes come. apparently i see that but Dun i've known duncan for a few years and uh, he's a very interesting guy he's actually competed in over a hundred triathlons 24 marathons numerous road racing events and he stays very active to challenge himself so he can face the mountain, as he likes to say. Um, he, he's also a financial advisor, and it's his driving energy so he can dedicate his purpose in life. He helps clients reduce their exposure to risk and ultimately plan for retirement. So he's a pretty sage voice in all of the foundations that we cover here at No BS Talk. He's like a poster child. That's really cool. And don't you don't you guys worry, we're not going to specifically talk about financial advising. We've asked Duncan to come on today because yes, that's absolutely what he does and we want him to touch on that. But he is the poster child for longevity and we get to pick his brain about that today. Mm. I truly love this topic. My whole life, I have been hearing I, I still remember I was probably about 20. It's like, oh, wait till you turn 25. It won't be so easy to do mm. all of the things that I do. And then it was wait till I turn 30, then 40 and so on. You, you get the picture, it's right? It's a good thing you're only 23 now. Right? Many moons ago. <laughs> um, we'll get Brad to do his uh, aged voice sooner or later, I'm sure. <laughs> so Brad, mm -hmm. you know, while we've got a few minutes before we do speak to Duncan, mm-hmm. I would love to kind of, you know, we've we've gone through the better human experience, the different, the four sections, the four pillars, mm. although 
you know, that's, that's not all that makes up the better human experience, but it's the foundations. And I do like to talk to anybody that'll listen, honestly, but my clients, especially mm-hmm. about if you don't have your foundations, then how can you excel, right? So you got to build those foundations first. So maybe just for anybody that's dropping in, this is their first episode. What are those four foundations that we are constantly going on about? Awesome. Well, relationship, which I don't always mention first, but I think mm-hmm. is actually like one of the most relevant ones. So relationships, nutrition, movement, and sleep. And if you don't have those four categories under control in your life and you're trying to excel, it's going to be really difficult to have that lift off. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to to kind of take a moment and talk to you about maybe the different ways. So, so I am in my late 40s. Mm-hmm. And Brad is whatever age he chooses to be today. So <laughs> it's a mental game. For right. Me. <laughs> I have definitely changed the way that I look at these four categories throughout the decades of my life. My goodness, how old am I? Hmm. Uh, so I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit, like kind of look at the different ways because we have listeners in all age categories and maybe they are in one of the places that we're going to talk about and maybe they're not we all have such a different experience but maybe let's talk about let's talk about sleep first okay maybe we should do this but like by category yeah we definitely should sleep in your 20s sleep in your 30s not even that but sleep you know when you look back maybe at your 20s but i think the age is is irrelevant when i started paying attention to my health. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I kind of want to, instead of a, an age point of view, when I started paying attention to my health, what did I think about sleep? That kind of thing. That's kind of where I want to go. Okay. You up for that? Yeah, I'm da- I'm totally down. Awesome. Up. Down, down up. All of the directions. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in it. In it to win it? Bring it, sister. Okay, perfect. Okay. So <laughs> when I started paying attention to my health, I was in my late teens. Uh, I was probably about 18, mm-hmm. 18, 19. And... I noticed, and some of you may have heard this little snippet of a story before, I noticed that uh, living on pizza pops, pizza and um, paralyzers, for all of you Canadians out there, you might know what that drink is, was doing no good for my figure, therefore my health. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I gotta gotta actually start paying attention to this stuff. But at that time, sleep was not on the radar whatsoever. I have spent the majority of my life saying the sentence, I will sleep when I'm dead. And, uh, you know, I don't need as much sleep as other people because I can get through without it. And all this other BS, mm-hmm. 100% BS, that is so detrimental to our health. And if you guys are out there saying, I don't need as much sleep, you are delusional and it will catch up with you. Sorry. I would agree with you. <laughs> I would agree with you. So my turn? Yes. Okay, so just like sleep anybody else. Sleep when you else. started. And when did you start? When did I start like paying actually, attention, like actually going, holy crap, health matters. Well, I've always been fairly healthy okay, and I've gone up and down on that. Right. Um, sleep was not anything I really thought about. Mm-hmm. I just knew when I wasn't getting it. Right. You know, it's kind of like, a and everyone goal. else, did. it's like a goalie that lets in a bad goal. It's <laughs> like everybody notices when there's a bad goal. Right. right? Otherwise he's playing stellar and nobody cares. Um, <laughs> Good analogy. Like right. It. So, but where sleep really hit me was when my kids uh, were born, uh, which so I would have been, by that time I was late 20s, early 30s, and I was still working as a musician. So, uh, and, and I still did, are now. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> in this day and age, <laughs> like I said to somebody the other day, there's a lot of street corners out there and I got a guitar. Right. Uh, 
<laughs> but what happened to me was, is I was still getting home at three o'clock in the morning. I had two babies, young kids. It was getting brutal. Right. And so that's when I started, I started looking into like, you know, red light therapy on the backs of your knees uh, in the, in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started looking at melatonin, which wasn't even available in Canada at the time. Well, um, within be- your body. Be- because my, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, please secrete more. Um, so that was, that's when I started noticing sleep. Other than that, I've always been kind of a lightweight, so I've always, but I've gone from working till three in the morning and sleeping till five in the afternoon, like musicians do, to working till late and then getting up on no sleep, and I did that for many, many years. So getting my sleep adjusted was has almost been a lifetime goal for me, but it's only in the last really 10 years where I just said, sleep. Enough I'm going to stop enough. answering emails. I'm going to stop right. doing that 2 a.m. thing. You know, everybody knows what it's like. It can be, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night, maybe I should go to bed, and then all of a sudden, it's like you're down a wormhole on the internet, or you're answering emails, and it's 2 a.m. Yeah, and you know what? You you need to respect your health, and sleep is a huge portion of that. Mm-hmm. We could talk on that subject forever, we but, could. but we could we should probably move on. Yeah. I, I just find it very interesting, because I'm not a parent, so I didn't go through that. I am desperate to get sleep, and it's not possible mm. the way that I, I hope it is. Uh, but I do I definitely have empathy for, for all the parents out there and everybody else that's had sleep challenges. I do work in that area. Looking back on it, mm-hmm. I can honestly say that that lack of sleep affected me more than I actually thought it was at the mm-hmm. time. And I knew for it was sure. affecting me at the time, but it was more so. Right. Yes. It, 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 we don't realize. Yeah. We don't realize how detrimental these things are when we are in it because it's a slow road to get in it for us. But from the outside, people can see, mm-hmm. they, they notice there's, there's differences. Yeah. So if you are not sleeping well, please uh, do what you can to take care of that. We'd love to support you, uh, but reach out to somebody. Really quickly. Yes. Lately, you and I have been testing out sleep masks. Yes. Which we yeah. haven't really talked about. Oh lot. my goodness. I'm in love with my sleep mask. I got one too. And I have to say, I felt like a little bit of a, I don't know if this is cool or not, but it's only me. Oh, I totally feel like a big nerd. <laughs> like totally feel like a big nerd. That just ages us right there, doesn't it? Or I've been, the last couple of nights I've been going to bed really early. It's mm-hmm. still light outside. Right. And do you know how early the, the sun comes up? And I'm trying not to get up with the sun. I know. So it really is helpful. So, so if you're yeah. having trouble sleeping, maybe try sleep mask. Yeah. Try it. Yeah, it's it's been a game changer for me 100% yeah. because that's been part of my problem my whole life is that I I'm really really light sensitive. So, right. I wake up when the sun comes up and I have a hard time going to sleep before the sun goes down and in summer in Canada that is a smaller window than it needs to be. Yeah. So, yes, thank okay. you for bringing that up. Next category. Mhm. Okay. So now we're going to move on to nutrition. Oh, nutrition. (laughs) So nutrition is such like huge pitfalls for so many people. And I'm just going to blanket this with, we need to eat more whole foods and stop eating when we're not hungry. If we all did that, we wouldn't need the next diet or recipe or anything else. However, we are conditioned from a very early age to eat when the clock says to, and to eat what the TV tells us to. So I, I again, I totally understand that it's easy for, to sit here and say, this is all you need to do, but you need to work your way towards that. Mm. Now myself, as I said, living on pizza pops and paralyzers, nutrition was not always a priority for me. And it 
Um, it was the second thing to come online for health. First thing for me was movement. But what about yourself, Brad? What, like, I did not eat well as a teenager. I, I was the classic whole food. What the hell is that? The odd time I'd see a carrot, but most of the time it was something processed, mm-hmm. something that came out of a box, something easy. I, I spent years, you know, living in bars. Right. You know, eating pub food and yeah. all of that. And I mean, fortunately, I've always, I've always disliked the feeling of being overfull. Mm-hmm. I still do. Um, so that I think prevented me from eating four hamburgers instead of one. <laughs> Which was probably a good thing. Are you sure it wasn't your wallet? But I've got, yeah. Because I know too. I'm, I'm way too freaking cheap to have whatever. But I mean, I toured for years. So, I mean, food was what was available on the side of a highway when you're All driving right. down the road in a bus. So, it's called roadkill. Yeah, like definitely f- nutrition was not something. But fortunately, again, because I was raised, you know, in a small town, my mom, mm-hmm. my mom trained me to eat well. So, you know, I can't say I ate perfectly all the time, but again, only in the last 10 years or so have I really kind of focused on that. And I still go up and down. You know, I'm, I'm not as solid as I could be. I would say probably the last 15, maybe even 20 years, I have really been much more in tune with nutrition. Of course, I took the nutrition mm-hmm. certification, so mm-hmm. that helped immensely. But it was interesting because the reason I took the, cer- the certification is because I had gotten so off track with eating. I actually had become anorexic. I had gotten so off track, I wasn't actually sure how to mm. eat properly. So, you know, for all of you out there that, that are, maybe there's a little bit of embarrassment around like, I don't know how to eat. Mm. You're not alone. Like yeah. I literally took a certification so that I could get this right. And, and you have to continue to grow science changes your body changes i know we've got some other topics to cover here in this first bit however i'll just sum that up by saying i totally agree with you know focus on whole foods um focus on eating when you need to not when the clock says to yes and beware of the marketing that tv is always trying to sell Mm -hmm. you a hamburger um not only that but the diets like I, any marketing, anything that's coming through through TV, it's not going to be eat whole foods and stop when you're not hungry. Yeah. It's not going to be that. And I will, you know, because they always sell you a problem that you don't have. Yes. Hungry? Well, I wasn't <laughs> hungry, but now maybe no. Maybe. You mentioned it, maybe I am. <laughs> so that's the thing to be aware of. I will say, though, that all of these things do directly affect, like we said, with sleep. I've also done, you know, I'm not going to say tests, but I've kind of used myself to be aware of what I'm eating and see how mm-hmm. it affects me. It helps. Right. That's all I'll say about nutrition. We've got more. We do. Movement. Movement is kind of self-explanatory, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Move your body. Just move your body. And I've I've always, again, in high school, I actually moved because I didn't want to spend money on taking the bus, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right? So for me, I moved by default. So I walked everywhere. Right. Right? So that was kind of a bonus. And then I started really enjoying running and then that, grew mm. from there and I've done all kinds of different things when it comes to fitness. But if you're not a fitness buff, you don't have to be, just move your body. Agreed, 100%. All right, we're running out of time here. So that's why we're going quickly through these last two. Relationships, I would say arguably is the most important one. If your relationships are good, your life is good, end of story. If your relationships are bad, parts of your life, if not all of it, kind of suck. Mm-hmm. And there's all different out. kinds of relationships out there too. Uh, every relationship. You, know, you think about your friends, you think specific. about your romantic ones, you think about your relationship with yourself. Who's draining you? Who's filling you up? 
right? Mm -hmm. Those are the things. Yeah, and for uh, certain people, I mean, you can drain yourself. I'm very well acquainted with that. (laughs) Yes, but often it does take outside influence or at least you can be supported by outside influence. If you have questions in any of these categories, please, please, please reach out to us. We would love to support you. If it's not our personal area of expertise, we have a bunch of experts that you can talk to. That's right. So just to summate at this end of this session one, today we're talking about the long game. We are. And before we go any further, we should take a break and move. Absolutely. We are going to move and And you guys should too. After the break, we are looking very forward to talking to Mr. Duncan Robinson. And remember, after the show, we will be live on Facebook, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. On Tuesdays. Which is today. It is today. (laughs) Thank you guys so very much. We look forward to being back with you in a couple of minutes. Coming up, some really good stuff. Creativity, history shows, endless stories of tortured creative geniuses. You're creative, but it's just not coming. You're creative, but you're afraid to show it? Brad Lovell specializes in stress, anxiety, and creative performance enhancement through hypnotherapy and the unique knowledge of creativity, how to own it, and how to value it. You're creative, and you deserve it. Maybe it's time to keep the creative genius and forget about the tortured. Contact Brad now at bradlovellmusic.com. What you doing, Brad? Well, I'm looking at clouds and contemplating life thanks to outside the box. Oh? Yeah, since we have a system to take care of our digital stuff, I have time to do this. Well, thank goodness for Darcy at Outside the Box Digital. Yeah, reach out to Darcy at OutsideTheBoxDigital.com for a free review of your digital systems to maximize your time and effort. Hey, hey, Julie, is that is that cloud over there? Is that a... Uh, it's an autocumulus. I was going to say squirrel. Hmm. Change. It's constant. How you cope with change in your life can be both a challenge and an opportunity because change is growth. Julie Turner assists clients with health, relationships, and career to expose the opportunity in change and to create a better human experience. Remember, it's not about changing who you are. It's about letting go of who you are not. Get unstuck. Reach out now at julieturner.ca. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. If you'd like to be a part of our community, why not visit us at nobstalk.ca. Leave us any questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you. That address again is knowbstalk.ca. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited. I can barely contain myself. We are back with our special guest today, Duncan Robinson, financial coach. And as we were saying before, we haven't talked about finances and finances in the better human experience. So we haven't. We haven't. But there's a couple couple other things about this guy we need to tell people. There is tons about this guy we need to tell people. Duncan is a motivational speaker, and he's also a triathlete. And 
We're going to talk to him about longevity. I have a list, Brad. I have such a list about things that, that, <laughs> that we want to talk to him about. Like, you should see all my paperwork here, people. I can tell. <sighs> okay. Well, Duncan Robinson, welcome to No BS Talk. Thank you, Brad and Julie. Thank you so much for being here. So we got a few questions. We're going to get right off the co- yeah. right off the hop here, man. So tell us who oh, you are. Sounds good. Who who are you, Duncan Robinson? Who are you? Well, you know, my my daughter asked me that every day. <laughs> Said, you know what, Dad? You're you're really unique. You're unique in the sense that you you take every day with a different perspective on it, because the way you approach the day, it, it is a gift, and it's a gift to be creative, imaginative, and really get up with purpose. So what I do today, you know, now that it's summertime, we can, you know, I'm a, as, as Julie said, I'm, I'm a triathlete or have done a ton of triathlons. I've actually been doing, did triathlons for 30 plus years, started doing triathlons when triathlons was novel and new and unique. Mm-hmm. And back in the late eighties when, when Ironman was, so Ironman is a 4K swim, 180K bike, and then you simply run a marathon. Simply. And, and we, we, we looked at that like, why not? Like, why not do this event? And at the same time, it was setting me up for really life. And, and you know, as I discovered over the years that life can really come at you and segueing here, you know, over to the pandemic. And what do we do? What do we do to keep our minds sharp, our bodies alert, our energy up, our, our purpose, our passion? For me, it's, it's, it's been fitness for the last 30 plus years. And, and, and that allows me to engage, you know, Julie introduced me as a financial coach, but providing energy to those people that I work with at looking at a destination point. And destination point could, could be 20 years out. And sometimes I'll, describe it in like in 7200 sleeps where will you be right and they, they try and do do the math on that i said that's 20 years wow that's okay. that's, tw- that's 20 years I said holy cow and if you think the last 10 years or five years went by quickly wait till you see the next five or ten so you know time just vaporizes you know it's like i i remember my my mother always saying to me I don't know where the time is going. It's just flying by. Oh, mom, you know, when you're, remember when you were 18 and said, you know, I love like your mom it, accent. That's awesome. I, I don't know when, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but you know, it's just time seems to just zip on by. So it's, you know, it's really fitness. Fitness is really one of my foundations. You know, I, I continue to cycle a ton. We probably put on, 12,000 kilometers a year, uh, you know, close to 8,000 miles. And, but it's just a daily commitment. And here's one of my, my mantras. I have what I call the four C's. And the four C's represent commitment because you got to commit to something. You know, when, when you get out of bed in the morning, what are you committing to? Right. And then you have to find that courage to commit. And for a lot of us who are in that lifelong learning you're going to have to develop some new capabilities or abilities. And then once you go through that, what happens is you continue to raise your level of confidence and the confidence goes up and up and up. And all of a sudden, you know, with that combined with fitness, possibilities are endless. 
you know, you, you can really achieve or, you know, what do, what do I want to do? How can I make an impact? How can I make a difference? Can I ask so you a question? <clears throat> Go ahead. You had talked about um, 30 plus years. So before the break, Brad and I both kind of shared a little bit about what, when we first started realizing health was important and the age we were at and what mm-hmm. that looked like to us. So at what age did you start participating in your fitness and, and why? Well, I always did it in high school. You know, I was, you know, participated in every sport, uh, you know, whether it was track and field or cross country or soccer or baseball or hockey, you know, we just did everything. But um, and then I, you know, finished university. I did some running during university, but then, you know, I got into the party stage and just, you know, it was just like, there was no time for fitness at all. But then, you know, here I had, you know, I, you know, was married my, my late twenties or early thirties had two kids. And I said, you know what, I got to do something. And it was just like, you know, this switch that got flipped on. And I actually, I was up at our cottage and I was sitting down with my older brother and he said, look at you. You know, I had a cigarette in one hand, I had a drink in the other. And I think it was one o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) And, and, And he said, you know, if you continue your path, you might be dead at 50. And like, boom, this, wow. this, this light bulb went on. And I said, well, what do you suggest? He said, well, I just started doing triathlons. I said, what's that? And so you swim, you bike, and you run. So, you know, I could swim, but not, you know, competitively. And and I was, I was always a runner. And, you know, cycling, you can pick it up. But all of a sudden, it, it really became a great habit. And it was just... You know, it was just something that it, w- it was a go-to and it gave me energy and excitement and just kind of a renewed energy within. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. that. I, I love that you, we can probably ask every one of our viewers out there, when did you start participating? And everybody's mm-hmm. got a different story, but everybody remembers that moment when they started mm-hmm. participating, started understanding. Really, the way I look at it is your own value and your own worth, right? At at before that, it's kind of you're just floating through life. So thank you for sharing that. Well, let me let me throw one more thing at you. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be fit. Everybody wants to be fit, but nobody's prepared to do the work. I agree with and, you 100%. And, and as you get older, so I'm, I'll be 70 next year. As you get older, what happens is that gravity comes at you faster and faster and faster. So like I always remind people, like if you think you're going to wait till you're like in your 40s, something else will come up. In your 50s, uh, now you're too old. <laughs> so unless you start earlier, then then there's really a small chance that you might develop the habit, but it becomes more and more difficult the older you get. So jump in now and you know make make the commitment. But everybody wants to be fit. You, you just can't tell me that that, you know, those who don't like their body, like their body. Right. They don't. Absolutely. People make all kinds of excuses. I like what you Mm -hmm. said about starting now, but we want to talk to you a little bit about longevity. And something that came up in my mind is often we do have that inner voice that says, oh, now I'm too old because we're 40 or we're 50 or whatever the case may be. And our guest a couple weeks ago, I'm not sure what week it was, he, uh, 
he found out at 49 that he had Parkinson's and he ended up getting now 50, uh, 10 years later, he's in better shape than he's ever been in because he realized the value mm. of taking care of his body instead of going, oh, I now have this debilitating disorder and I, I can't do it. He mm. went, I'll figure out a way to do it. And I think that that's super important. And, and if you allow the human mind to do that, if you actually support that, you can, you can do all kinds of things. At 47, I'm doing things that 20 year olds say they can't do. So I, uh, I, I cycle with one of the um, major heart surgeons at our local hospital here, St. Paul's Hospital. And we were cycling the other morning. It's just a fast, fast group. And I said to him, I said, Brett, how did I do this morning? He said, man, you're fitter than most 35-year-olds. Right. You know, you're, you're fitter than most 35-year-olds who, you know, so at that 35, all of a sudden you're, you know, maybe into your career for five years or maybe even longer, but you've developed these habits that you just can't get out of and fitness isn't one of the habits. So right. True. unless you start now, it's going to be tough later. I was going to say, uh, you're not fitter than most 35 year olds by accident. You, <laughs> you actually right. did something to get to that stage. <clears throat> and I think that that's the thing that a lot of people miss. They, they step back and they look at you and go, Oh, look at how fortunate he is. But you were not out drinking and smoking with them the night before you were up early in the morning and with your cycling team. So it's just priorities, right? But you have made yourself a priority. Bravo. Uh, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. It's, you know, like, um, I, I got into the financial business about 23 years ago and I was going through a life experience and, and all of a sudden I'd come back from the Boston marathon and I did the Boston, the 100th running the Boston Marathon. You have to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I'd qualified. I'd always wanted to break three hours on the marathon, which is a, just a massive goal for anybody who's really a runner. And I managed to do it. That qualified me for the Boston Marathon. I had a time of two hours and 56 minutes and Amazing. was really, really excited about going to Boston. And... Um, I have two kids at home, Michael and, uh, and Zoe, and Michael's a athlete as well. And he was really excited for me going to, going to Boston. So went to Boston, came back from Boston after doing the race. It was amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you know, over 44,000 people watching the, watching the event on the day of, but I came home rather than sharing the news with Michael, understanding and learning that he He'd been diagnosed with uh, childhood leukemia. Oh, no. So all of a sudden, you know, it's like he's like 13 years old and, you know, my becoming my best buddy that I can actually hang out and do stuff with. And I said, yeah, it's just like it, it ripped my heart out to see just a, a child, you know, having mm -hmm. now to battle the battle of, of, of cancer. And, you know, we, we battled for a year and then almost a year to the day, set to go back to school. And we learned and understood that the cancer was now back. He, he had relapsed and the, the cancer cells were back. And, and like 12 weeks later, he was gone. And, and at, at that point, it was just like, how did that happen? And, and how do you get through something like that? So, you know, it was my fitness that really held me together 
it was like, what do you do? What do you do when, you know, somebody who's so important and your life is now gone, completely gone, not mm-hmm. coming back. And it's, uh, you know, I describe it and, and Brad has heard this before, but mm-hmm. life is perfectly imperfect, but that's the perfection of it. Perfect. Right. You can't change it. So how do you change things going forward? How do you change things that everybody has been through, through this pandemic. Everything is, is now the new normal. You know, our, our chaos is now the new normal. And how do you deal with that? Fitness for me is, is that foundation. And it just allows me to be alive and alert and energetic. Like, okay, so this has happened. How do we move forward? Everybody's had, you know, people leave their lives, pass away, job loss, relationship loss, how do you move forward? Like you just can't say, you have two choices, poor me or hmm, how do I work with this? And what's the opportunity? Thank you so much for there sharing that story. Too. <clears throat> that, that's, I'm sure that's very relevant for a lot of people that are out there. I know myself, um, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about the biggest times of challenge for me. And I've been um, into fitness for more years than I'd like to admit to being alive, but over uh, like 30 years I've been into fitness. And every time something took me down, that's what supported me. And for me, uh, running was always my primary and it's very meditative. So even if my run was a walk or a limp, I could still get out there and kind of in my own mind and, and help myself heal. And of course, getting outside influence on that as well. But thank you very much for sharing that story. And, and I agree with you that, that fitness, if fitness mm. is one of your foundations, which again, we talked about before the break, if you don't have these foundations, which are relationships, nutrition, fitness, and sleep, it's really hard to excel in any area of your life, at least on any type of long-term mm. basis. Well, they're all very interrelated. Mm-hmm. Right? Should we ask Duncan some of the questions that we... Uh, yeah, actually we should. We should. So as, as we were saying before the break, we, we kind of went through how things have changed in our lives in each one of these categories. And I, for me and probably for you as well, mm-hmm. Brad and I have very different outlooks on how sleep has changed. I literally... Sleep was just an annoyance to me. It got in my way. I didn't like to rest or relax. And it was actually doing doing research on how to be bigger, better, faster, stronger, smarter that got me to start actually smartening up in the sleep category. It wasn't because I acknowledged I had an issue, which I 100% did, but I didn't acknowledge that. I didn't see it. I just kind of went, oh, I wonder what would happen if I actually took care of this area. Right. And when I started to, I'm like, wow, I'm a much nicer person. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much less mad at the world. This is great. Uh, so we would love to hear from you when, when, A, if sleep is a priority, B, when you realize that it was a priority and what that has changed for you. Well, you know, when you start training for an Ironman triathlon, <laughs> you need your sleep. And, you know, you, you need to get, you know, I, I try and get six to eight hours, but it's when you're, when, when you work out, 
and all of a sudden you go to bed. A lot of people are restless and you know, they just can't <laughs> seem to get to sleep. When I hit the pillow, I'm like, it takes me like 30 seconds and I'm out. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you can shut the files down. You can just completely relax because you know, remember when I said at the beginning, I said, getting up with purpose. Like if you've fulfilled your purpose throughout the day, you know, those little achievements, it's actually a really great YouTube video out there and it talks about achievements and the first achievement of the day. And what is it? Making your bed. Yes. And if you before if, I even get out of it sometimes. If you make your bed, if you make your bed, <laughs> she makes her bed. <laughs> I can't leave but, the room before I make my bed. I can't. I'm just like, I'm ah. the same. I, I get it. You make your bed. So when you go to bed, ah, you get to get into your bed that's made rather than this Glorious. like messed up bed. Right. So, like, so all of a sudden it's, um, you know, like you shut the files down, you've you, you know, you've done all you can for the day and, you know, sleep, you know, you hit the bed, you hit the pillow, boom, gone. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I need to get the six to eight hours of sleep a night. And then, you know, I'm like, I set the alarm goes off, whether it's, you know, going for an early morning bike ride, it's I'm up at five fifteen. Yeah. I I'm an early riser myself. So <clears throat> the other thing, so you guys that are listening, um, we're going to extend this segment just a little bit because mm-hmm. we do want some information from Duncan. So for those of you that are listening, remember this lovely gentleman turns 70 next year and he is still doing triathlons. Mm-hmm. So for all of you that are like, oh, but I'm too old for that. And you're 45, smarten up. Um, but okay. the next category is nutrition. I want I want to jump on nutrition because I had a conversation with Duncan a couple of weeks ago. Jump away, Brad. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Duncan got up for his bike ride, and you rode from Vancouver all the way over to Deep Cove, and you had a donut. Oh yeah, that You're was your prize for the ride. <laughs> then you rode back you know to what, Vancouver. But I thought like that I was awesome because as far as nutrition goes, it's like you can afford the donut when you get up and do the that. Right. See, for me, it's not about affording. For me, it's about <laughs> treating our bodies well. That's treating your mind well. But that's a totally different subject. It is a totally different subject. That's a totally different subject. But it kind of ties in a little bit. Yes. So what about nutrition, heard- Duncan? What, what have you found with nutrition over the last, you know, since you realized that nutrition was important? You know what? I'm, I'm on the verge, cusp, of making a big, you know, shift in, in what, what we consume at home. And that's going more vegan, vegetarian. And, you know, there's, there's some great information out there. But, you know, one of the, the cyclists that I really do follow said he's never that? been. That's a friend of mine. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of cyclists, triathletes out there that have gone vegan. And the commonality is this. I've never felt stronger. I've never felt better. You know, if you just take a look at what it costs to produce, you know, a piece of a piece of beef or lamb or chicken or you know eggs or any of that stuff, and uh, how how much energy is required. So, you know, somebody said, well, you know, an elephant, all it eats is is lettuce and and like it doesn't eat any meat. 
I don't want to look like, like an elephant. How are they so big and how are they so strong? <laughs> and so there's a lot of credibility that goes into that veganism, if you will. Um, you know, I just said to my, my partner, I said, no, but I feel really satisfied when I cut into that piece of meat that's come off the barbecue and said, well, just it's a mind shift. It's a mind change your mind a little bit. Honestly, I believe all of our bodies need different things. I am not against eating meat whatsoever. However, I can't tell you the last time I ate meat because I am pretty much vegan. I don't eat milk products at all. I don't feel good when I eat milk products. And that is why I do it. Not because I have any belief system, not because I've researched. Mm -hmm. I eat, I don't feel good. I stop eating that. So for me, eating meat is, meat takes longer to digest. And just the way that I metabolize things, it's it's easier for me to have a meal of vegan food and just keep going, keep doing my life. Whereas if I do have meat, I just I just don't feel as comfortable. So I that's what I tell anybody out there. If you if you are considering changing your diet, just see how your body does with it. Mm-hmm. If it does well, then it's the right thing for you. I totally agree. But you know, on the donut after you've ridden. <laughs> You know, 70 to 80 kilometers, there's entitlement <laughs> right. to it, really. There and, you go. But but that's what I'm saying is it's not about a reward for the body. It's entitlement. It's a reward for the, the mind. mind. Right? And and I I am 100% on board with you. Like, I will eat a brownie if I feel like I deserve a brownie. <laughs> right. But it's, it's I feel like I deserve, right? That's not As your body to- saying... I need a donut that would fulfill me. It's your mind saying I would really like a donut and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different subject. It's yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Right. I mean, it's not a utilitarian food source. that's nourishing your body. When I used to run marathons, (laughs) one of the guys that I would travel with, because we did a a couple of um, marathons around the world. And one of the guys, he would get up and he would have a coffee and an apple fritter before the marathon a coffee and an apple fritter. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, I would feel so sick. <laughs> but that that was, he was good with that. And he was a good runner. Like we're talking somebody that always ran under three hours for his marathons. Coffee yeah. and an apple fritter. This is going to uh, jump on a topic I wanted to ask Duncan specifically. Um, and we're talking about the mind. How about the mindset? You know, you're, you're, You've got sage advice, man. You, you're not a 35-year-old coming at this. You're coming at it with a different perspective. You've done all of these things. You've had this experience in your life, pushed you into being a financial coach. You've been a triathlete. What is your overall mindset towards longevity? Like in a nutshell. Yeah, in a nutshell. Good okay. question, Brad. So my, my uncle is 102. So he's 102. He, he's, he's got a young girlfriend who's 85. (laughs) 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 No, it puts age into perspective, right? So you think you're old at, at 70, but then so all of a sudden somebody's 102 and has an 85 year old girlfriend. We used to think 70 was old. So if you shift the mindset and if I said to you, you know, if, if you could pick the age you were going to pass away, what age would you pick? So somebody asked me that question. I said, well, I don't know, 85? So then he said, well, if you were fit and healthy and, and everything was going great, why would you die at 85? Pick another age. I said, okay, 100. Then he asked me the same question again. He said, pick another age. So I said, if, if you develop a mindset 
that is fit, that is healthy, mm-hmm. with with nutrition and sleep and getting up with purpose every day. You and and especially with you know what they're developing, you know, being able to investigate into the body today, knowing what's going on within the body, I think you can live forever. But it's what you do on a daily basis. You have to do on a daily basis. You know, my uncle of a hundred and a hundred plus years of age, he walks aggressively, you know, an hour a day. He's he is moving. He cooks for himself at home. Um, he's got a great circle of friends, so he's mm. he's, he's completely yeah. connected. Because, and you have to make always younger new friends because you know, like a lot of my friends have already died. You know, for sure, all his friends have died. Heck, some of like, mine have, and that's a like sad situation. 10, 15, but... 20 years ago. So all of a sudden, it's that that mindset that allows you to live life, you know, for a long time and, and live it well. Thank you so much for that answer. That that was an incredible answer. I love that <clears throat> your uncle, who's 102, has an 85-year-old mm-hmm. girlfriend. Although I'm not saying that the men out there need younger girlfriends. I'm not saying that, especially not at my <laughs> age. <laughs> no, the women want wisdom. <laughs> women yes, we want do. Wisdom. We do like a little bit of wisdom in our lives, for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much, Duncan, for answering okay. our questions, for having fun with us. I would like to, should we ask our, our, yeah. our question? One last question One for last you before question we go. One last question for you, if you don't mind. Okay. You want to ask it, what Brent? would your high school self think of you now? Be totally impressed. But back in high school, I believe it or not, I had the same mindset. You know, it was it was always a challenge to play on the rep hockey team or, you know, get the A's. You know, it was always like put the extra effort in, be patient, be persistent, and and I had that mindset back when I was, you know, a kid. I mean, my, as I said earlier, my, my dad died at the age of 50. I was only 18. Right. So it's like, how do you adapt and how do you move forward? And I've, I've always had that, that mindset, that possibility, whatever you want to achieve, you can. Uh, you know, I played a ton of sports back then. But somehow, somewhere deep down inside me, it was always, yes, you can. Hmm. Yes, you can. There's always there's two. Yes, you can or no, you can't. Right. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Just try. That's awesome. Just try. Thank you so much, Duncan. And thank you guys for joining us for this segment. We know it was a little bit longer, so you're <clears throat> probably excited about your break now. Heck yeah, they are. And even more excited about joining us right after. change. It's constant. How you cope with change in your life can be both a challenge and an opportunity because change is growth. Julie Turner assists clients with health, relationships, and career to expose the opportunity in change and to create a better human experience. Remember, it's not about changing who you are. It's about letting go of who you are not. Get unstuck. Reach out now at julieturner.ca. What you doing, Brad? Well, I'm looking at clouds and contemplating life, thanks to Outside the Box. 
Oh? Yeah, since we have a system to take care of our digital stuff, I have time to do this. Well, thank goodness for Darcy at Outside the Box Digital. Yeah, reach out to Darcy at OutsideTheBoxDigital.com. For a free review of your digital systems to maximize your time and effort. Hey, hey, Julie, is that is that cloud over there? Is that a... Uh, it's an autocumulus. I was going to say squirrel. Hmm. Creativity, history shows, endless stories of tortured creative geniuses. You're creative, but it's just not coming. You're creative, but you're afraid to show it? Brad Lovell specializes in stress, anxiety, and creative performance enhancement through hypnotherapy and the unique knowledge of creativity, how to own it, and how to value it. You're creative, and you deserve it. Maybe it's time to keep the creative genius and forget about the tortured. Contact Brad now at bradlovellmusic.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. If you'd like to be a part of our community, why not visit us at nobstalk.ca. Leave us any questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you. That address again is knowbstalk.ca. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to No BS Talk on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. It is Tuesday afternoon right now. Right here, right now. Sunny, beautiful in Lower Mainland, BC. It is. And we just had the greatest chat with Mr. Duncan Robinson. We did. I really, this Duncan was a contact of Brad's. Mm -hmm. He is a financial advisor in the Lower Mainland, BC. I believe Vancouver specifically. Yes. Yeah. He works with people all over the place. And he's uh, with um, Freedom 55. Freedom 55. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in catching up with Duncan um, about finances etc and mm-hmm. all things duncan then please do reach out to us we will have his information of course in the biography but i'm so grateful that you that you introduced us and had him come on the show i wanted to we talked previous about the better human experience mm-hmm. and i'm just sitting here thinking you know these are a lot of amazing people that we've had on our show in the last few weeks we've had some amazing people that have done some like pretty high level stuff that's right you know between larry linton and his fighting through parkinson's to become a marathon runner Mm -hmm. and you know duncan using fitness to get through some pretty traumatic times in his life and i've had a similar story myself but that doesn't have to be your story so we just wanted to to kind of bring it back to grassroots that what we're trying to do here is support kind of the average person, right? Like whatever, I, I don't I don't aspire to be average in the technical sense of the word, I suppose, but I am the every person, right? Mm-hmm. I, I see myself as that. I don't know about you, Brad, but I I think that it's really, really important for us to realize that this information that we are putting across about our health, about having the better human experience is for everyone. This is for everyone. And especially for those who have maybe not, um, I don't know. Um, He's doing hand not everybody's again, at all. Not everybody believes they can operate at a high level. Right. And, and so they don't operate high. at all. Right. Good point. 
Very okay, good so point. that's the, it's. I know I've mentioned this before. My own personal experience is like I never thought I could run a marathon. I always thought marathons were for elite athletes. Right. Well, hey, you can actually go and walk a marathon. And participate, you, people, just participate. You participate in things like that in your life, and and it opens up more doors, and it makes you feel better about yourself. And I think that that is a very key element to all of this. Oh my goodness, that is so relevant, actually, Brad. And the the whole just participate thing. How many of you out there have thought? I'm never going to be in a relationship. I'm never going to, because you have this ideal view of what a relationship is. And you feel like you aren't prepared for that. You aren't able to do that. But just participate. Participate in whatever it is that you can participate in that's so essential to our well-being, whether it's Mm. when it comes to your relationships, your sleep, your movement, your nutrition. Participate at the level that you're at and and leave room to grow. Well, there's ebbs and flows too. And I think that, you know, I, I'm totally aware that I myself personally can ebb and flow up and down with all of this stuff, but it, you always have to be aware of it. Right. So I might not go for a 10 mile run, but I might get on a motorcycle and ride for an hour and a half. And both of those things contribute to my mind. Yes. And my mental well being. For sure. Right. And so I think that is the key at the end of the day. All of this stuff. You know, the things we talk about, nutrition, sleep, movement, relationships. Today we touched on longevity. And if you take and all, finances. And a little bit of finances. And if you take all of those things and hold them together in a basket, those are the things that are going to hopefully give you more longevity, mm-hmm. a better human experience, and a higher quality of life all the way down. Not only give you more longevity, give you a reason to want longevity. Right. Duncan was talking about, you know, at what age would you like to mm-hmm. pass away at? And it's interesting, because I don't know about you, Brad, but I had a number pop into my head. But yes, it's relevant. How am I living at that point? Because I don't want to leave this earth ever if I am healthy and fit and enjoying my life. What was your number? I don't want to say it. This is really relatively low, and I sure as hell didn't want to say it with Duncan, who's, who's like 70 next year and still running triathlons. I'm like, I'm kind of tired. Mine was 92. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to say mine because um, it was, again, way lower than that. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I was, kind of, I was kind of joking within my own mind. It's, you know, it's sometimes you just feel a little tired and I'd like to sleep longer. Um, even though sleep for the longest time did not matter to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I swear, Brad, it's the sleep mask. Now that I've got my sleep mask, I'm like, you know, I am a rock star at sleeping because that's a thing. I feel like a blind Zorro when <laughs> I wear that thing. <laughs> oh, I love, was it, was it your son that said it looks like you got a mini bra on your face? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. in other words, don't let your children see the sleep mask because they will not be supportive. But you guys, it does make a big difference. You know, my son makes fun of it, but I know one your day he'll be Your son makes fun of it. everything. He probably already stole it from you. He probably did. <laughs> So you guys, if you have a story to tell, a passion or a purpose to mm-hmm. share with us, we'd still, we'd really like to hear from you. We talk about the foundations, which hopefully you guys know what they are by now, but Brad will say them in a moment just because that's fun for me. Um, and the alternatives, alternative mm-hmm. to anything, alternative to lifestyle. We don't care. Alternatives. Yeah. Share your story. What are our foundations, Brad? Our foundations are nutrition, sleep, movement, and relationships. And the order of them change on a daily basis depending on our whim. Yeah. (laughs) And just think about it for one second, anybody who's listening. All of those four things are interrelated. If one of them is going completely sideways, they're going to, it's going to affect all of them. 
It absolutely is. So that's why it's important to address that. It's super important. So thank you guys so much for listening to us today. And hopefully you'll join us on our Facebook Lives. We do them every Tuesday, 3 p.m. PST until further notice because we like to change things. So mm-hmm. who knows when that's going to happen. Stay tuned and join us next week for No BS Talk. Where there will be no BS. Because we know BS. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Julie. Have a great day, guys. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's edition of No BS Talk. Brad Lovell and Julie Turner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Make sure you're here, too. 